Rogers hit from high. It's a dig. It is out of here. 7.56. Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. Join with my guys, Swerving Irving Washington, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. Fellas, how we doing tonight? Doing good. Getting ready to talk some first week of MLB baseball post-All-Star break. It's when the... Shit hits the fan, man. <clears throat> That's always the this is the the best part of baseball. Yeah, I mean, love it. depends on depends on what team you're rooting for. But yeah. that's true. That's true. But yeah, I agree. This is a uh, probably the most interesting next two weeks of the season right here. Um, as we, you know, we always talk about June really separates the pretenders from the contenders. I think the addition of the extra wild card team or two wild card teams definitely kind of exacerbates that like extends it out a little bit and we've kind of seen it this year um you know kim ing who's the general manager of the miami marlins was interviewed during the all-star break by uh talking baseball and she actually said i don't know if either of you guys heard this but you know she mentioned that the the unknowingness or i don't know the the right word the uh the non-clarity, the just absolute fucking mess that the central divisions are where like every team is kind of still in it has kind of, you know, messed up the trade market where there really is no trade market yet because a lot of teams haven't really made any guys available. And like we heard the St. Louis Cardinals GM and his name slipping my mind. He said on Wednesday that, uh, or Tuesday, during the MLB All-Star Week, and he said that they were going to be sellers. And then a writer for the St. Louis Cardinals, and Irv and I kind of talked about this on Friday, comes out and says on Friday that the St. Louis Cardinals have made it very clear that they're not trading their core. They're not trading Nolan Arenado. They're not trading Paul Goldschmidt. They're not trading Jordan Walker. They're not trading Nolan Gorman. However, they're interested in trading for Logan Gilbert, <laughs> which... Well, and that, that people are available. Which is the funny thing, too. It's like, okay, well, if you want to get something back, then you have to pay to play. Yeah, so, but I mean, at I the mean, same there's time, a couple teams in, in in that position where but you're saying they're available, but... Well, I mean, the, the Cardinals coming out and saying that doesn't shock me. Because, yeah. I mean, the, the mess they're in this year is absolutely fucking... It's a shit show, dude. Like... Oliver Marmel comes out the first week of the season, like publicly ridicules one of his players. 
basically lost the locker room at that time. That t- team hasn't been the same since. And, like, he still has a job, right? They're 11 and a half games out of first. I, I, actually, I think they lost today, or they won today. They're 11, 11 and a half games out of first place right now in their division. They basically have no shot at the wild card. The only thing they can do is win their division. 11 and a half back still. And they're sitting here saying, yeah, man, we're, gonna, we're, we're sellers, but... Anyone of trade value, we're not willing to listen on. You know what I yeah. mean? We'll, we'll trade guys that we probably won't get much return on. And it's like, this is a team with a dog shit rotation. They don't have a bunch of farm arms. And, like, they got two older players. Like, what are you waiting for? You know what I mean? So we're going to talk a lot about the trade market, the trade, trade potential trade candidates going forward. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. It's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your seat. Benny, sipping on anything? I saw you. Yeah, I got, I two, good, to, I got two good things today. So I got I gotta really hear, excited. I saw I saw uh, Danny posted one of them online. Yeah. On yeah. Instagram. So, yeah, we went there yesterday. Um she got a sour, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, I did not get it because they didn't have anything canned. And I didn't want to travel in 105 degree weather uh, with a sour in the trunk. So <laughs> yeah, I saw that as a recipe for disaster of, you know, that can exploding. So maybe wintertime when we go back up, we'll, uh, I'll get some of that and, you know, be able to, you know, uh, escort it. But I got a, uh, a West Coast west coast ipa yeah uh the the one i got was the west coast ipa um it's called danger noodle um which i think is a great great name um you know because we got our snakes out here um but uh great little brewery out there that's gonna be my second beer for today that's a six seven um the brewer was called around the horn um which you know does have its baseball theme but it was more of a musical themed um Watched Holly Holm get her ass handed to her, and then uh, Nunez break her, uh, absolutely separate her elbow last night, which was absolutely crazy for the UFC fights. Um, but my my first is something I've, I've been looking for for months, absolute months. And first time found it, we're going Sunny D vodka seltzer. Hey, I have been looking for this. It is. Uh, it's. I've already had the other three in the pack, so I do know what it's like. Um, but it's it's good. It does taste like Sunny D. It's a little sugary, um, but and it's it's low percentage, four point five. So you can drink a lot of them when it's when it's hot out. So definitely give this one a thumbs up. Uh, you know, for the the seltzers for for the like novelty ones. Yeah, I got to give this one like a four point seven five. So much better than the monster hard monster drinks. The um now already, do ones you've you already said were... you've already rated it you've already drank it yeah oh okay okay no i'm just saying that these are this one is so much better than, than the, other the novelty ones. drinks oh, okay so okay. all right yeah nice good shit nice. what are you drinking I, i'm honestly i'm just sipping on a jialai uh my mom made an impromptu visit this weekend so i've been uh busy hosting grandma and we went everywhere with Pays this weekend, so oh, yeah. haven't really been able to, uh, you know, get to the, any brewery or any location out here. Hey, Charlotte so, is a hell of a. Is it their IPA? Yeah, it's their uh, IPA. 
it's a uh, cigar city brewing out of Tampa. No, that's right, sorry. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, man, it's like it, honestly, it's one of my favorite like drinking IPAs. I could like just get any like at the grocery store here and, and sip yeah. on it. So I got this right now. Yeah, man, nothing special. Maybe I'll have something special on on Tuesday night. There we go. Hopefully, I got some more for Tuesday too. So. When, when Grandma's back home. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Excited to be here, man. Excited for the show. Like Ben said, you know, this is uh, and Irv said this is really the dog days of summer, man. And baseball is really heating up, and, and we're seeing it. So we come out of All Star break. We we go into All Star break, and we got a few teams that are kind of like skidding, right? You know, the Tampa Bay Rays kind of skidded into the All Star break. Luckily, they get the Kansas City Royals coming out of it. They lose on Sunday. They're two and eight in their last ten. Um, the Ooh, Atlanta Braves lose, drop two out of three to the Chicago White Sox this weekend. Yep, and Spencer Strider pitching one of the games that they lose, and you know we've had plenty of conversations about Spencer Strider on this show. Dodgers continue to stay hot. Bullpen continues to pitch well. The Giants, you know, they kind of skidded, but now they've won five in a row, six and four in their last ten. They're back in the yep. wild card. Uh, back in the wild card right now. Arizona Diamondbacks two and eight in their last ten. They dropped three in a row to to Toronto, a team that is really really struggling. Talk about some regression. And then we got Cincinnati. You know they lost two of three to Milwaukee heading into the All Star break, and that was that was a that was a series at the time that was for first place. They get Milwaukee right out of the All Star break, and they dropped three in a row, including one today where they led three to one. End up blowing the lead in the eighth inning, lose the game outright. And now we got, now I got serious questions. Although I knew some regression was coming for them, but now I'm starting to have some serious questions about the Cincinnati Reds. So let's talk about some of these teams, man. Should we talk about, well, angels, obviously two and eight in their last 10, uh, had a hell of a game on Saturday night, dude. They had a lead, blew the lead in the eighth inning, came back and won the game in the ninth inning. I mean, it was a phenomenal game. Um, and then today against Houston, they have a four-run lead in the eighth inning. They blow they blow a four-run lead yep. and end up losing the game. They almost came back. I thought that for a second they were going to come back and win the game. So now the Angels are nine games back out of the first place. Um as far as the wild card goes, I believe they're seven and a half back of the wild card or six back of the wild card. So they're pretty much, pretty much fucking cooked. The Yankees do drop two of three to the Colorado Rockies and are now in last place in the AL East. Yeah, but they're still better than every single central. Still team. over five hundred, yeah, <laughs> and still over five hundred. Yeah. Cleveland six Guardians over by Cleveland Guardians get swept by Texas. Should have won Saturday. They should have won uh, today. They had a 5-2 lead today. Yesterday, they out-hit Texas, and they lose 2-0. And honestly, a lot of bad luck in that game. Uh, Corey Seager had a double. That should have been a foul ball. Terry Francona doesn't fucking challenge it. Ends up being the difference in the game because the Guardians didn't score a fucking run because they couldn't fucking hit with runners in position, which seems to be a theme for them. New York Mets, same thing. Uh, going into today's game, they had four hits in the entire series against the Dodgers. <laughs> uh, they, had, they had runners on first and third 
last night in the eighth inning in a one run in a actually I think it was a tall tie ball game at that point, right, Irv? Mm-hmm. Tie ball game, first and third, eighth inning, and they have the three worst at bats I've ever seen in my entire life. No outs, by the way, first and third. Mark Canna first pitch pops out. Next two batters swing and miss in six straight pitches. Six straight pitches. Yep. Swing and miss. Just unbelievable shit. So let's let's talk about some of this. So first of all, my Baltimore Orioles, one game out of first place in the AL East. Before before we go into the individual teams, I, I got a quick question. Yeah. If how much of this do we really worry about being, you know, a week away from the the All Star break, where the teams just took uh, you know took some time off, a lot of guys traveled, and they're trying to get kind of back into the groove of things. I think that's do we do we wait for another week? Well, I, I think it's interesting as far as teams are like out of it, Ben, but like yeah. A lot of these teams are in pennant hunts, dude. They're in pennant races, yeah. and it's like you can't take that time off. And they're not young teams either. They're like veteran-led teams. Um, so for that, it's like it's inexcusable, right? The Mets kind of they went on a hot streak right before they played the Padres, right before the the All Star break, right? And mm-hmm. we kind of said before that series, we're like, this is a big series. Like the team that wins the series likely has a chance at the playoffs. The team that loses a series, probably out, mm-hmm. right? Padres win that series, and then they come out, and they lose four four in a row to the to the Philadelphia Phillies, who, by the way, are battling them for a wild-card spot. Yep. So, with yeah, that being... Phillies are a half game back. Padres are eight games back out of the wild-card spot now. Yeah. So, with all that being said, I mean, like, it's hard to justify it like i i get it for teams that might be way ahead you know mm-hmm. maybe the rays were looking ahead to the all-star break because they had like a nice cushion but now they're one not only a game yeah. ahead in first place yeah you know the reds i think are a very young team obviously like we knew these rookies weren't going to be able to sustain the level of play that they have all year it's, it's just it it's killed their momentum yeah it's unrealistic you know so I, I mean it's we're at an interesting point dude because it's like you know, teams like Toronto are eight and two in their last ten. We've been talking about them underperforming all year, yet here they are in the hunt, dude. You know, yeah, Toronto has still had a, a fairly easy schedule these last couple of weeks, but uh, again, you, uh, I, I take that back. They just swept the Diamondbacks. Yeah, but you've got you've got the Tigers, you got the White Sox, the Red Sox. They got swept. Um, they took two of three against the Giants, which is a great win of the series there. And they had the A's right before that. So, and then the Red Sox are sitting here, two games out of a wild card spot. Now. Yeah, Red Sox are having a, a hell of a the last ten games. Yeah, but they're due for a losing streak because what they like to do is they like to win six in a row and then lose six in a row. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with them, but we got a lot of teams like in this in this like middle, dude. It's like the Mariners on the. I'll start with the AL. We got like the Mariners, the Angels. The Guardians, I mean, I guess we could throw, like, the whole AL Central in there. Mm-hmm. Along with the Mariners and the Angels, it's like, you know, the Mariners are sitting here five games back out of first place. They've already talked about limiting Brian Wu's innings. Bryce Miller's on the IL. 
Marco Gonzalez is on the IL. He ain't coming back soon. And Robbie Ray is obviously out for the year. So it's like, if you're the Mariners and you're the Mariners front office, it's like, how realistic is making the playoffs and, and what are we going to do with the deadline? Are we are we going to be buyers? Are we going to be sellers? You know, what pieces do we have that we could be either or? Now, do you really think the Central is all, uh, I mean, is all there? I mean, Detroit being six games back, I, I think they don't have a shot. Yeah, I mean, but- I, I understand that division is absolute crap, but it is, dude. That 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 you know, is why you could con- you can talk yourself into being in the division because it's crap. Yeah, you if know? they go on a, a six game streak and the Twins and, go on a six game losing streak, then and, they're only two get, behind the and, Guardians. And guess who's back, Ben? Riley Green, and they were good yeah. with Riley Green, and they yeah. just won two or three out against the Mariners on the road with Riley Green back. So that's like that's an interesting piece to me. Also, the White Sox. I mean, you just take two or three out at, at Atlanta, and it's like we already know they have the talent. We know they have the the pieces. It's just like they haven't been able to put it together. So like I could see them talking themselves into being able to win the division. Yeah. The Guardians don't want the division. They refuse to fucking win the division. The, yeah. the Twins can't hit. You know the yeah. Twins easily have the best pitching in the league in my, or in the division, in my opinion, but. The Central is just such a mess, dude. And I, I go back to what Kim Ng said. Both Central divisions are just such a mess that, like, it's ruining the trade market because all those teams suck. <laughs> basically, what she, what she was saying was, like, all those teams suck, but they all are basically in it to make the playoffs. So they haven't become sellers yet. Now, I think you could obviously chalk up Kansas City and Oakland as sellers, but yeah. at the same time... When's deadline day? Yeah. Uh... July thirty first, August first. Okay. But what's your guys? What's yeah, your guys' biggest takeaways? First series out of the All Star break. What's your biggest takeaways? Like, what teams are you high on? What teams are you buying? What teams are you selling? Meaning, like, what teams are you buying? As in, like, I think they're good. I think they're good. I think they're going to be able to make a run. And what teams are you selling? Saying like they absolutely fucking don't have a chance. Um, I'm buying the uh, the Orioles. If my Dodgers keep playing the way they're playing, definitely buying them because they always gonna be in the thick of things. Uh, this motherfucker already yawning, dude. Uh, who else I'm buying? Dodgers, Orioles, shit, the Blue Jays. They look good. I think I think they're gonna compete for a playoff spot. Um, um I I I agree with you, Irv. Um, in the sense that, like, you know, I was personally, I was really high on the on the Toronto Blue Jays coming into the season. So it's like this is what I expected from them. Yeah. And if Manoa, if he keeps pitching, you know, the way he pitched, like he did against Detroit, sky's the limit for them. But I, I agree with you as as far as buying them, like this might be a great spot to buy them to win the division or or even win the pennant. Or win the World Series. You might you can get a very good price right now. Let me see here. Uh to win the World Series, Toronto right now. And they got the offense to do it. Especially if Vlad ever fucking wakes up and realizes yeah, one of the but best. We know what happens players. after the home run derby with with those players offensively too. For someone like they Vlad though, it could wake ball. him up, Ben. Uh 
He's already woken up once this year. He hasn't. No, nah, he's been dog shit. That's why the Toronto Blue Well, the first, what, 15 games, he only had a single home run or didn't even hit a home run. More than that, it was like the first thirty games he didn't have a home run. You can get you can and get the he, you can get the Blue Jays twenty one to one right now. That's the best mm-hmm. price to win the World Series. The Yankees are actually a shorter shot than them, and the Yankees are like four games back of them. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so Irv, Irv, you're high on you're buying Dodgers, you're buying Blue Jays, you're buying Orioles. Orioles. Who are you selling? Um, I might have to, uh, it's going to be tough. I might have to sell the Texas Rangers, man. They just won three I'm, in a row. I'm selling the whole West, AL West. No, really? I, I, I think they're going to make the playoffs for sure. It yeah. would take some pretty catastrophic for them not to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're a true contender. Okay. I, I can agree with that. Ben, you for say- them to continue to contend at the level they're contending, that hitting has to stay at an extort pace because their pitching is starting to regress. Those Jags, fucking DeGrom being out for the season, the bullpen is super mid, it's not that good, it's not that great. So, and more, and those guys are starting to regress to the mean. If the Guardians knew how to fucking bunt with runners in scoring position, they could win. They, they would have they won that series, but, you know, the Guardians are a different conversation, but I'm starting to see that the Rangers, they overachieving. They're probably going to make the playoffs, but they're clearly not a contender. Who? The Rangers. They're a contender to make the playoffs, but I'm selling them as being an actual championship contender. Okay. What if they make a move, though? They make a move and get like a Marcus Stroman or, like you said, even a Paul Blackburn to short that rotation. Or they might could add a couple bullpen arms, then that uh, that improve their status for me. But if that lineup can't hit the way they hit on at the pace they was hitting in the beginning of the season, I don't see this pitching staff being able to carry them deep into a, deep into the postseason. Agreed, Ben. I mean, they're still hitting. They're still hitting well, um, but they are regressing towards the mean. I mean, they're still first in runs, batting average, on base percentage, second in slugging. Well, I mean, so, they had such a historic. Two oh, months, absolutely! First two months of the season. Yeah, uh, just that I I don't see. You know, I don't see it necessarily regressing numbers wise, but even the market because they were so high, high up. But I, I don't. I I'm selling this whole AL, you know, AL West. I think there's flaws on every single team, and I think there's flaws that can't be fixed by adding what's available at the trade deadline. But and this is the thing: is like there's flaws on every single team like there are there's major flaws, flaws on the Braves yeah oh, I you know, know. Braves, Braves are injury prone right now same with with uh, Houston I, I think that's going to be you know Houston's biggest effort is who are they going to have available playoff time well I think because the biggest it, thing for Houston I think Ben you're right with injuries but I think a major part of the injuries is our starting rotation well, absolutely but yeah, they're not getting those guys. A lot of those guys are out for the year. Cooper's yeah, they're not out for getting the those guys back. Uh, if, who's the other guy that's out for the year? Um, McCullers is out for the year, and the other dude, uh, Luis Garcia, he's Lopez? out for the year. Luis Garcia, yeah, yeah. he's out for the year. So like, they're not getting those guys back. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's that's easier to that's easier to like move forward with because like we know they're not coming back. So now, yeah, you but can, I think there are so many issues in that. 
that lineup that they're especially injury prone, you know, what is, what is Jordan going to come back fully as, you know, what are we going to see him, you know, are we going to see him go into the playoffs hurt is, you know, you know, the Papa Smurf going to be, you know, uh, uh, injury prone during that time as well. Yeah. They got, you know, there's just, they got to get there's back. so many issues with that team injury wise that I can't put any money on that. I don't think Seattle wow. has enough to even get to the playoffs at this point. I don't think Texas is going to stay as hot as they are, you know, uh, then, I mean, you've got Oakland and, you know, you've got LA. I think LA is, it's done. Yeah, I mean that loss tonight basically might as well put a put a yeah. funeral for what was going on Forking there. It. Yeah, I think a big thing that people aren't talking about too is uh, you know, Ryan Presley. You know, his his stats say he's been better this year as far as his ERA. Like he's a two point eight three ERA compared to a two point nine eight last year. But man, that dude has already blown more saves than last year. And no, and nobody's talking about it. Uh, I think if you know, I looked at the if the postseason started today, you've got the Guardians and the Astros playing in the first round, and the winner of that goes to Texas. Uh, Guardians so I, aren't I, in the playoffs, dude. What's that? Guardians aren't in the playoffs. Yeah, if it started today, maybe no. that was before. Right now, Before, uh, if the playoffs started today, you got Tampa, Texas, Minnesota, Baltimore, Toronto, and Houston. Those are your playoff teams. Houston's your last. Looking at this because Cleveland is uh they're two back of of Minnesota and the for the AL Central right now. Yeah, they're out of the playoffs right now. Somebody must have posted, uh, or I was looking. Oh, this was three days ago. Sorry. So you got Tampa, Houston, you got Texas, Toronto, and you got Minnesota, Baltimore is what the playoff series would be right now. Baltimore, Waxon, Minnesota. Toronto, Texas, very interesting matchup. Same with Tampa, Houston, to be honest. Who knows? Wouldn't it be Toronto, Houston for that last spot? Is that how they do the playoffs now? They play the... No, I thought it was... Uh... Oh, you're right, Ben. They they do do that. So, Toronto-Houston for the last playoff spot. Yeah. Three, three game series, right? Mm-hmm. The first two sit, and then... Yeah, you're right. First two sit, and then it's three versus six, four versus five. Yeah. Uh, I Baltimore yeah. waxing waxing Minnesota though <laughs> that would yeah. be a glorious matchup for them. Yep. Um, everybody's gonna wax the Central. Uh, I mean, like, dude, Minnesota could add a batter two that could yeah. make them a lot better because they do have the starting pitching. But we'll see because, like, you know, you could Baltimore adds a starter and they might be World Series bound. Yeah. Depends on the starter they add. That's just what they need to do. We're going to get to that very shortly. But uh, as far as teams buying and selling, I'm selling the Reds. You know, I've been very adamant that I didn't think they were going to be able to sustain their success. 
And I also I also think this is beneficial for the Reds to be honest long term because if they were still like you know playing this great ball hadn't had any adversity and just were like flying through it and they were they sold their farm to get guys this year I think long term that could have hurt them you know nobody expected the Reds to be this good this year so I think the fact that they're kind of sliding back to earth I think this is very good for them and if I was them I would look at trading guys maybe like a Joey Votto you know to a contender and get something back because next year is when they should really start to to uh look at winning you know what i mean yeah i mean look at look what that team would be if hunter green and nick lodolo didn't get hurt you never know though yeah cuz they're With lodolo you never know though their best well you got to look at their their offensive productions all coming from three rookies dude it's coming from Ellie yeah. Dele Cruz, Matt McLean and Spencer Steer and like those guys are playing out of their fucking minds dude but yeah. rookies always hit a wall yeah so well, I think the the good thing though is that both Hunter and Lodolo are yeah, possibly Lod- back Lodolo is not coming back till end of August they already said okay so that's that sets that fucks their timetable up um, another team I'm selling Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep, Merrill 100%. Kelly's hurt. Uh, their bullpen fucking sucks. They have one of the worst bullpens in baseball. So I'll sell the Diamondbacks, and then I'm gonna buy the Phillies, dude. I like this Phillies team. I know we were down on Nola and Wheeler, but man, this Phillies team, it is rake, dude. They rake, bro. They got a good lineup. They can. And if Trey Turner ever fucking figures out how to fucking hit again, that's going to be even more scary. And I, and I'm with Irv, dude. I buy I buy the Dodgers too. I buy the Giants as well. Yep. I think both I think yeah, I was going to add the Giants on that list as well. I think both those teams are going to be in the playoffs. Yep. Um the Dodgers are definitely a trade for a starter or two. I I fully expect it and we're going to get to that shortly. And their bullpen has come around. They're starting to pitch a lot better. They actually have like the third best ERA in the last three weeks. So I like both those teams going forward. So now let's talk about some trades that could benefit some teams. Maybe trading guys away could benefit some teams in the next year, right? Yep. So first we're going to start with Shohei Otani. So obviously we've been talking about Shohei for a while. The Angels are just a fucking dog shit team. They're forty six and forty eight, two and eight in their last ten. They're six games back of first place, or six games back of the wild card. They have no fucking shot at winning the division. You can basically fucking chalk that up. <laughs> I, I don't even think they have a shot at winning taking a wild card position either. Yeah, we don't think that, but Artie Moreno probably thinks they do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So on on ESPN's broadcast today, I heard uh, Phil Cohn, who's one of the broadcasters, the color commentators, he's saying there's no way that he would trade Shohei because if you trade Shohei, there's no way you're going to re-sign him and you want to keep him in the building. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, bro, like this dude is like been adamant that he wants to play for a winner, dude. So if you yeah. if you sit there and you lose with him and you don't trade him, he's going to go to the highest the next highest bidder that's a winner, dude. Yep. And then you just lost him for nothing. For nothing. Yep. Well, Angels fans tend to think that he'll resign with the Angels. Duh. 
Angels yeah. fans are crazy. I saw something too that if the Angels traded Shohei, somebody I, I don't remember who said it. It was somebody fairly big in baseball. Um, that if the Angels traded Trout and Otani, they'd be in the World Series in the next five years. Just because of the return that they can get back for those two players. Well, hold on. Trout and Otani? Yeah. You're, I guarantee you nobody's trading for Trout. Yeah, as great as, is too big. As great as Trout has been, he's over. he's on the wrong side of 30, and he has a big contract, dude. Yeah, the Phillies will do it. Maybe I think there's a couple teams that would do it and that would I, I, drain I, their farm system. I don't think there's teams that would drain their farm. I, I definitely think there's teams that would trade him to take on the salary, but like they wouldn't give up a ton. They would do it just to take the salary on, which the Angels might be willing to do. Marlins, I mean, well, Marlins, Marlins, Marlins are not trading for Mike Trout, dog. I can Rockies. guarantee you that. Rockies are not trading for Mike Trout. I was Cardinals. You're talking Marlins. about two organizations that don't spend money. And you're talking about I know, but they 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 competing now, so they gotta spend money. Dude, well, you're Rockies not, aren't competing. You're gonna, <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Marlins. Marlins are gonna tie up their whole salary cap with Mike Trout on the wrong what side about, of thirty who's been injury hey, prone. Bro, they got that cocaine cowboy money. Don't don't nah, don't, don't, change, not. don't don't chunk change not. the Marlins. All right, bro. so hold about, on. Let's go back. Shohei Otani. Who What's the best fit for Shohei, and who do you think could could trade for him? If the Angels trade him, I, I don't care about if they trade him. What's the best fit for Otani? The two who best would trade fits for, for Otani is one is the Dodgers, and I'll probably say two is the Mariners. Three, Giants. No, all right, so. I don't think he fits on those dog shit Yankees at all. Well, no. I think the best fit for him is the Tampa Bay Rays. A, they need a starter. Oh, that could be too. And B, they have the they have the farm system to trade for him. Mm-hmm. But will they pay Shohei six hundred million? Well, that's the thing is like you know they they're not gonna they're not gonna they sign him. It would be a, in the last decade. Yeah, but no, it would it would, it would be a rental. rental. It would be a you know but winning the World Series. This it would year. make them a fucking World Series. Absolute contender, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I think that's a great fit for, you know, for Tampa Bay. Otani doesn't have a choice really in in this aspect yeah, of it. Doesn't. So I, I think, you know, the Tampa Bay's have one of the best farm system. If they're looking for top 100, you know, at, at least two to three top 100 players, you know, you're looking at, you know, these teams that are a year or two ahead of schedule. I think you could probably go with Miami. I think you could probably go with Tampa Bay. Um, Miami is not going to shell out. They're yeah, not going to mortgage their future. No, they're not going to mortgage their future. The only team I okay. could, the only team I could really see trading for Shohei, the only teams I can see trading for him is Seattle, San Francisco, and the Rays. Now, the Angels aren't going to trade him to Seattle because they're not going to trade him in the division. Mm-hmm. The Giants, on the yeah. other hand, you know, maybe the Giants do it so they can like get Shohei in their building and convince him to sign so with him. him. Yeah. And the Rays, I don't think they have any chance of resigning him. I don't think yeah. they would resign him. I just think that it's a we're going to go and fucking try to win the World Series this year yeah. type move. Yeah. And that's it. That's the difference between the three. 
The Dodgers, Friedman is not trading for Shohei. And Artie Moreno is not trading Shohei with to their fucking regional rival. Yeah, if if any if Shohei goes to LA, it's going to be in free agency. Mm-hmm. That that's the only way that he goes to to LA. Um, yeah, thanks to an inept, stupid ass owner. But hey, if he doesn't plan dude, on trading I don't think, Shohei, to- I don't think Friedman would trade for Shohei either. Irv. Uh he would. He, if he traded for Mookie Betts, he'll trade for Shohei. Yeah, but he got Mookie Betts because the. The Red Sox couldn't afford him. Totally different scenarios. Well, they could have. They could have signed him. They just didn't want to. Because they turned around and gave, what's the name, 300 and some million two years later. So, Yeah, they definitely fucked up on that. Hey, so, so question question two on Sho- Shohei for you know him re-signing. One of the teams we haven't really talked about is San Diego. What if they let Soto walk and use that money to re-sign Shohei? I think San Diego. I think San Diego and San Francisco are two of those teams where players are kind of using those guys as leverage to get to where they want to go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because there's no way you mortgage your future the way they did and let a guy like Soto walk. So I think they're gonna get him Soto the bag. That's true. The only way I can see them getting Shohei if they trade Machado or Tatis. They're not. They can't trade Machado. They're not trading that. It's not that it's not that they won't. It's that they can't, dude. Machado's contract and his age, and given his injury, they did year. kind of fuck up ripping up that deal and giving him up, giving him a new one so fast. Exactly, he's out of he's out of the question because he said he was going to opt out. All right, so where so Shohei, where do you guys where do you guys see? I, I think you're spot on. I I like I, I think all three of you guys are or three two of you guys are spot on with three teams. Give me a Tampa give Bay. me a team though, a team, a singular team. Tampa Bay. All right, Irv. I don't think you're getting traded. I don't. Give me a team. Gun to my head. Because I, I agree, I don't think he's getting traded either. But give me a team. The Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> the Blue Jays. All right. That came out of nowhere. All right. Uh, Lucas Giolito. So Lucas Giolito is on the last year of his deal. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, so he's certainly probably going to get moved at the deadline. There's a handful of teams that need starting pitchers. I listed uh, the Rays as a team that needs a starter, which is why I think Shohei fits there. They also kind of need a bat. Uh, I listed the Rangers, Astros, Orioles, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Red Sox, and Reds as teams in contention that need starting pitching. Now, Lucas Giolito is certainly probably going to be a rental as he's an unrestricted free agent. So where do you guys – what's the best fit given contract and and everything considered for Lucas Giolito? Well, hopefully he gets traded to a contender. He's getting, he's, getting traded. he's not getting traded to a fucking non-contender, dude. Yeah. So, the teams that need him the most, like you said, the Rays, the Dodgers, and the Orioles, if you really look at their pitching, because I don't know how long the Orioles can keep trotting out, uh, what's the name, uh, Cole Irving. He's not scheduled to start, and they're in this next batch, batch of the rotation. <laughs> so, 
the Rays, they can't continue to do the bullpen games because the bullpen games, those bullpen guys go out there and get shelled for the most part. And you need at least – and in a playoff, you need at least three legit starters. Yep. And and Lucas Giolito's having a great year, dude. 3.45 ERA. Um, you know, he's really returned to form. He had a down year last year. But, I mean, 3.45 ERA is kind of where the peak of his career has been, right? Uh, 9.37K per nine. So he's kind of back to where he's been. I definitely think he's going to get a good haul. And I definitely think there's some te- I definitely think there's teams that are going to be in on him for sure. Um, you know, the Orioles being one of them, uh, the Rangers probably being another one Dodgers. This is definitely like a Dodgers type move here. Getting Lucas Giolito diamondbacks, reds. There's so many teams that need a starter. There is, but you got to look at the market in general, dude. Right? So like Lucas Giolito might be the best starter available. You know, Shane Bieber might be the next one. Dylan Cease, I doubt he's available because yeah, he has two years he left of arbitration. But uh, Giolito very well could be the best starter available. Uh, well, Marcus Stroman. All right. So with that, be, all right. So let's just say Marcus Stroman, Lucas Giolito. Let's put both of let's put both of them together. Marcus Stroman is probably the best starter available. Reports coming out that the. Blue Jays are interested in trading for him. He's played for the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are very familiar with Marcus Stroman, mm-hmm. right? This is the problem. If the Orioles and the Diamondbacks become interested in a starting pitcher, they have the two best farm systems in baseball. They can outbid anybody. <laughs> and these teams, the White Sox, the Cubs, they both know that, right? So what is the best fit? For a Giolito and, and Marcus Stroman, let's put Stroman in there too. Let's let's say both of them. So give me give me a team Giolito and Stroman will land on. Or if you have you have Shohei landing on the Blue Jays, so keep that in consideration. They'd have to give up their fucking farm. So yeah, that was just me talking shit. If he gets traded, like I said, it's either going to be to maybe Tampa Bay, the Orioles could get him. That would be lovely. Um, Mike Elias would not do that. Yeah, I don't think that's their... Yeah, so if a team's going all in, it would probably be Tampa Bay. You think the Tampa Bay could get the get Stroman? I like that fit. Because it depends on... Because ain't he a free agent at the end of the year? Yeah, he's on a street free agent. Yeah, so the demand won't be super-duper high for him. You could probably get him for a couple of B-plus prospects. You're right, Irv, but at the same time, like, the Cubs can leverage the Orioles and the Diamondbacks who both need starting pitching. Like they could say, like, you know, hey, these guys. Yeah, we want one top twenty guy and give us the rest B plus guys or guys that we might be ready for the majors in a couple of years. So I get it, but that's the going rate for a starter. What really fucked it up is what the Mariners gave up for Luis Castillo last year. But I know that's going to drive up the price a little bit, but they wanted to give up a, a super haul to get him. Yeah. Well, Luis Castillo also, he's a lot better than either of these guys. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying they still paid way too much for his So, So you got Strowman going to the Rays. I've got – I mean, I think there's two top-tier pitchers. I think there's like five or six, you know, tier two pitchers. But I think those two top-tier – pitchers there's there's only really three options because of the haul that they're going to have to to get back 
especially because these teams don't necessarily need to trade them. So I think I think you you are really stuck with the Dodgers. You're stuck with the the um, uh, the Rays, and you're stuck with Baltimore, who all need pitchers who have great farm systems. The Dodgers, I don't know what y'all do, like, but you just turn out high level prospects. Your scouting team is is incredible, I and mean, I think they don't though. The, um, um, because they trade them all, and then they end up being. They trade them all early, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's that's what I mean. Is they they have those players who have that potential to get those those top players players, and I think teams see that. So that's part of the reason why they push that that the Dodgers have that option. Tampa Bay's farm system; they've been so dog shit. Baltimore; they've been so dog shit for so long that they're they've got those good picks you know, for, for years and years that they have those top levels. Okay, so, Ben, where's where's Giolito and Stroman going? Where's Giolito going first? If Tampa Bay doesn't get Shohei, then Giolito will be in Tampa Bay. All right, so Tampa Bay, if they don't get, if they don't get Shohei. Yeah. Irv Giolito for you? Uh, we're going to say you're going to land on my Dodgers. I think I'm with you, dude. I think this is a total Dodgers move. Andy's from the L.A. area, so it just it makes total fucking sense. I, I honestly, if there was odds out there for him to land on the Dodgers, I would bet the Dodgers. I think it's a total, total Friedman move, dude, to get uh, uh, Giolito. Stroman, on the other hand, uh, obviously an unrestricted free agent. Mixing is a little bit interesting. I'm going to go with Strowman because I was torn between Strowman. I was like, I was thinking the Dodgers too. And maybe the Dodgers go out and get both of them. That's where I'm thinking. They very well could. But for Strowman, I'm going Texas. I'm going Texas. Um, most of the tier two teams going to Texas. Or two tier tier two pitchers going to Texas. But Texas, Texas needs a front end of the rotation type of starter. They don't have one. Yeah, but I don't think they really have the that they do. That they have the farm system, you. and they got a, an older manager in Bruce Bochy. They have yeah. older guys in Marcus uh, Simeon and. Uh, Corey Seager, so like I think that they are going to go all in right this year. So I think Strowman makes perfect sense for them. I think uh, I think like Lance Lynn is going to go, or Jordan Montgomery. We're not talking about go. that. Where's Strowman going? We're going to get to Lance yeah, Lynn LA. later. L.A. All right. So you got Strowman to L.A. Irv and I both got uh, Giolito. All right, Dylan Sees. Now, this is an interesting one because Dylan Cease has two years left of arbitration. He can get an absolute haul, which brings me to the Baltimore Orioles. They need a starter. Not only that, this makes perfect sense for them because he they get them for two years. And they got the prospects to give up for uh, Dylan Cease. I think that they can go... I don't know that this is going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but... I do think that Dylan Cease meets their timeline. He meets everything they need. They need a front of the rotation type starter, and they have the prospects to give him up. Plus, they get him for two years minimum. That's if they don't re-sign him. 
So I got the Orioles for Dylan Cease. And again, I don't think Dylan Cease is getting traded. Yeah, I was going to say Chicago White Sox. He's not getting traded. All right, you're going White Sox. All right, Irv. Um, Dylan Cease. Yep. Um, Tampa maybe. They don't get Shohei. Nah, they won't trade. They won't trade the prospects. Or Diamondbacks. D I can see D backs. All right. All right, Shane Bieber. He's, Giants. A, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Guardians are sliding. They got a long, lot of young pitchers coming up. Tristan McKenzie out for the year, probably. Bieber's another guy. I think that like he probably ends up on the Dodgers, too. He's another guy that I think is a Dodgers-type move. But he could also end up on the Orioles. I just don't think he, he kind of – I don't think he really fits the, the profile of what uh, – of what Mike Elias likes from a pitcher. Mike Elias, more of like power pitching type guys he likes. If you look at who they have. So I, I don't really see Shane Bieber going to them. But I can see Bieber going to uh, the Reds. Mm-hmm. I think that's another good destination. I'm going to put Reds down there. See, this is another tough one because I don't think... I mean, this is going to be what happens in the next two weeks with with Cleveland. Do they continue on their four and six skid like they did in the last 10? Ben, even if they're in contention for the division, I think they trade him because, like I said, they got a ton of prospects coming up. Uh, Logan Allen is one of them. Uh, The guy that pitched yesterday, Gavin, um, what's his name, Irv? Gavin... um, Oh my god, his name's slipping my head. But he pitched yesterday. Like they got a lot of young pitchers coming up. So and they're gonna lose him at the end of the year. They're not re-signing him. So like they're the type of team that like they're gonna trade him. Maybe they end, maybe they trade him to a team like uh I don't know, the Cardinals. And trade Cardinals need a starting pitcher. They trade him for mm-hmm. Goldschmidt or something. Maybe maybe that convinces the the Cardinals. I don't know. But I definitely think at this point. Bieber is definitely getting moved. Okay. I can almost guarantee you that. <sighs> I'm, I'm going Reds. I'm going in-state swap. They'll trade him for some of the Reds' younger prospects, hitting prospects. <laughs> Because Lord knows those fucking Guardians need some fucking bats, dude. That's <laughs> for damn sure. I mean, maybe uh, maybe the Guardians and Reds, maybe they swap like a Spencer Steer and a fucking Shane Bieber. Does... Bieber was with... He's always been with... Austin... Was he with Boston before? No, he's always been with Cleveland. I, I could see Boston being one of those teams. Yep, they also need a fucking... All right, yeah. Well. I'm going to go Boston here. Irv? For Beaver? Yep. Yeah. I said Giants. Yeah, he said Giants, yeah. Okay. Rays. I'll do top three. Giants, Rays, Diamondbacks. So what's the top one? 
I'll I'll go Diamondbacks, but they definitely need a starter. Okay. All right, Kendall Graveman, reliever for the Chicago White Sox. <clears throat> Probably definitely getting moved at the deadline. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams need relief pitching. Rangers, Marlins, D-backs, Brewers, was, Astros, Orioles. Rangers? I was thinking Texas, yeah. All right, Irv? One more? Graveman. Who is, who is it? Kendall Graveman. Kendall Graveman. Relief Kendall pitcher. Graveman. Shit, Dodgers need a bullpen arm. Dodgers. <laughs> All right, fair enough. They definitely, I mean, they do. They're on my list of teams that need a bullpen arm. Um, I'm going to go uh, Miami Marlins. I think this is the kind of move that they make to go out and get a reliever. All right, Eduardo Rodriguez, starter for the for the Detroit Tigers. Having a career year, by the way. Mm. But he has been hurt, which might, you know, lower his trade value a little bit. Plus, he's a free agent at the end of the year as well, which could also this is, hurt. This is a team that I see the Reds going, or the guy I see the Reds going after. Somebody who's young and kind of fits that, that age range and he's 30 kind of level in the system. Really? Yeah. He's actually a free agent in 2027, I lied. So he's under contract for three years. He might not get traded. I thought he was younger. I was going to say, uh, shit, the Padres? No, nah, the Padres. Padres. Yeah, but they sellers, though. They, yeah, they don't need to be buyers. They shouldn't be buying shit. Um, shit. Give See? me, um, Rodriguez. See, I was gonna go Red Sox here. He's from he's from the Red Sox originally. They're familiar with him, so I think that they'd be willing to bring him back and and kind of get him back under their wings. So I'm going with Red Sox with Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, I was thinking of the Red Sox too. You got Red Sox as well, and Ben, you got what? You got who? Reds. Reds. All right, Tim Anderson. Miami Marlins. Good. That's a good one, Irv. Ben? So San Francisco has the Slap Brothers. Uh, San Francisco, Clark Schmidt, or uh, Schmidt, whatever his name is. Yeah, but you've got um, Estrada, who's who's hurt. I think you pull in another, like, uh, another guy who can play that second short. Giants for their... I'm actually with her, dude. I, I put down Miami as well. I think it's a perfect situation. They got Joey Wendell starting that fucking shortstop like every day right now. It's just it's not feasible. And they got the starting pitching, and they really need a fucking – one of the biggest needs they have is middle infield. So it just makes perfect sense in my opinion. All right, Cody Bellinger. Um, depending on the cost, I got a surprise team with center fielder cannot stay healthy. The Baltimore Orioles. Interesting. Didn't think about that, Irv. I would not say the Orioles only because they have Colton Cowser, who's one of the top prospects in all of baseball. Oh, yeah. mm. 
and he's already been called up, so kind of just. Yeah, makes... I think they Baltimore only needs a pitcher here. Yeah, I think they need a relief pitcher too. Okay. I was gonna go with. Uh, I think I think two. I think there's several teams that could fucking use him. I think the Guardians and the Twins are the two, but the Guardians and Twins can't hit lefties. And Cody Bellinger, not the best left-handed. He's a lefty, obviously, not the best hitter for left-handers. So that kind of takes me out of them. I think he could do wonders in New York with a short porch. They also need a hitter. But I think there's a better hitter that's already in New York that's going to be available for them. So I'm actually I'm going to go... Miami Marlins for Cody B. You have an odd one here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Milwaukee. That's another good one, but they also they, can't hit lefties. Yeah, they need. They need a bat. They, they do need any offense that they can get. All right. Uh, Jaimir Candelario from the uh, Washington Nationals. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Third baseman, infielder. This is where I was. This is Red Sox. He's an infielder. Okay, Red Sox. This is where I was going, Milwaukee. I think this is the perfect fit. Okay. They don't I really can have see a, Milwaukee being there. They don't really have a third baseman. He's a right-handed hitter. They don't have any. They have Willie Adamas for a right-handed hitter, and then they got like Weimer and and other rookies. I think this is the perfect scenario for the Milwaukee Brewers right here. Jimer Candelario. Who's the Minnesota Twins third baseman? Uh, they could also use the third baseman as well, Ben. Yeah. In the sake of not taking your team, I'm going to go uh, Minnesota here. Minnesota, all right. Um, Kyle Hendricks, starting pitcher, Chicago Cubs. He has a club option for 2024. Basically a free agent. He's only made like a handful of starts this year. I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna attract a huge trade package. This is another Dodgers type move in my opinion. Yep. I was thinking Dodgers, I was thinking Toronto. Toronto's another good one. Yep. Um I can see the Dodgers, Toronto, and I can see the Orioles making this move here. I don't think he's strong or not necessarily strong enough, but I just, I just don't think he's. That they don't, I, I don't think he's going to get the. Team. I don't think he's going to get a big trade package. Like it's not going to require a ton of like huge prospects. So that's why I could see the Orioles being involved. Hmm. Or what do you think? Nobody. On the Matrix, what's going on? No, what do you what do you yeah, think? Who do you Kyle think? Hendricks? <laughs> who? Kyle Hendricks. 
Oh, cow, cow. Veteran pitcher, postseason success, World Series champion. Uh, Club option for 2024, too. Team option 2024. He could be another raised target. I'm actually, I'm going to go Atlanta here. Damn, Atlanta does need some pitching. That'll be a nice uh, get. Yeah. Or should Manoa don't come back and if Gaussman got to miss an extended amount of time. Jays could be another option. I, I think Hendricks is one of the more interesting options. Like, I could see him going to a lot of places. The Jays. The Rangers could, need a, could use a starting pitcher. What do you think is the best option, though? I'm going the Atlanta. Be- the best option, I like Atlanta or – Shit, the Phillies could use a starter too. They could. So you're going Philly? I'm going Philly. Ben? Who's this? Hendricks? Oh, uh, Trump. All right. Hmm. All right. Let's, uh, let's move along here. Justin Lawrence from the Colorado Rockies having a career year this year 2.7 ERA, 9K per 9. Uh, he's a relief pitcher. He's also in pre-arb for two more years, so definitely no guarantee this guy gets traded because he's making pennies for the next two years. However, mm-hmm. because of that, a team that really needs relief pitching could come along and really entice Colorado to make a trade here. Which Astros. Is... You're going Astros? Ben? Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't think they're going to trade him in the division. Uh, I'm, it's, it's Colorado. I don't think they give a fuck. I'm going to go. I think it's going to uh, be whoever they get the best package out of. I'm I'm going to go um, Milwaukee Brewers here. Milwaukee. All right. Uh, next we got Lance Lynn, Chicago Cubs. He has a. Club option for 2024. He's not having the best year, but he's also not having a bad year. He's honestly has one of the highest K rates in all of baseball. So, again, I think this is a buy low or, a, yeah, like a sell low, mm-hmm. buy high guy kind of guy or buy sell low, buy low. What do you guys think about Lance Lynn? I see San Francisco taking a shot at him. I could see that. Okay. Irv? Yep. Um, another reliever? No, Lance Lynn, bro. Started. Oh, Lance Lynn. Like, Lance Lynn's the kind of guy where it's like, you're trading for him to kind of get you through the regular season. You're not trading for him to be like a front end of the rotation kind of starter. Yeah. D-backs. That's exactly where I had him, too. Arizona. D-backs or the, uh, the Reds, Cincinnati Reds. I could see that too. I had him at Arizona only because, like, you get Merrill Kelly back, and then you have Zach Allen. Like, Lance Lane's like a perfect, like, number three starter, yep. in my opinion. Um, all right, Jordan Montgomery from the Dog Shit Cardinals, one of the guys that are willing to trade. Left-handed pitcher. Innings. Who? I said he eats innings. So give me the. The he's got a no, big contract, right? Then I gonna trade him with him. Nah, he, he is a he's unrestricted free agent. Okay. 
It's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. This is another one I can see San Francisco making that deal for. Again, that someone who's not going to be that number one, two, but you know, a three, four guy that the Yankees, you know, the Giants need. The Yankees, the Yankees, Yankees get him back. They're not going to. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go Boston Red Sox here. Keep forgetting about Boston. I think this is like the the perfect kind of guy that they like. Uh, they they love having like five number three starters, dude. Number three, number yeah, four. They can rotate in where they should. Not be even rotate. Like they just they just love having like they don't like having an ace, dude. Like they just love having like a bunch of mid pitchers, dude. It's mm. just what they do. All right, Tommy Fam. This is a guy I think is a could be a great addition to a team. Smacks lefties, dude. I'm going. Uh, I'm sorry. This this was who I was thinking for the, the Slap Brothers, San Francisco. I mean, that could be a good addition. I'm going New York Yankees, especially if Aaron Judge isn't healthy. They need an outfield bat. Yeah, this just makes perfect sense. So I'm gonna go Yankees here for Tommy Pham. We can see that. Giants need an outfielder so they can move um, Yaz back into center. Astros, because they're fucking hurting all the time. It's another good one, Astros. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Blake Snell, dude, unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. This would be a huge get for a team, but also a rental, probably. Yeah, Miami Marlins. Miami don't really need a starter, though. I mean, they could use one. Um, or the Brewers. Brewers could be a good one. Actually, that could be a really good one, Irv. I didn't think about that. I had him down for uh, another Arizona-type pitcher, D-backs target. Okay. I don't know if they'll give up the prospects to get him. But considering that he's an unrestricted free agent, I think they could get him for the cheap, which I think benefits them. Do we know when uh, Freed's going to be back in Atlanta? Atlanta could be another one, but I gave Atlanta Hendricks. And Freed should be back before the end of the year. I can see I can see Atlanta going for another pitcher to... I got to go pee real quick really boost that lineup because then you know if you can even if you move elder so you have strider morton freed and and snell i think that would be a hell of a pitching lineup and i could also see like i could also see baltimore being one of those teams who goes after snell because um, he could be their legit starter that they desperately need. I agree there. Um, let's see who else is pitching wise needs that. Minnesota. I don't think he'd want to go there, but I think he would boost that lineup up. 
Um, I mean, I can even see the Mets going and doing this to hopefully woo them into, uh, even though they're they're fully out of it. Could see the Yankees doing it. They're twentieth overall in pitching right now. With let's see, New York's got a three point eight three. ERA. It's really not bad for a team ERA. I could see the Yankees going for it. Jordan, I was saying I could see the Yankees go for it. I could see... Um, for who? Uh, Snell. I could see the Mets as well. The Mets uh, are out of it, but I, I can the- see him going in and being like, I want to I woo Snell into being in the Mets organization for years to come. I think the Mets are going to end up being sellers. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. Plus, he's a rental, so it's like, why would trade for Blake Snell if you're going to be a a rental? Well, yeah, but it's to to get him for the future. This is the thing. I was going to say Orioles, but the problem with the... mentioned Orioles, too. What the problem with the Orioles is that the teams in their division... All of them smack lefties except for the fucking Blue Jays. But, I mean, Blake Snell's like a top-of-the-line starter. It doesn't really matter. Lefty-righty splits. Like, he pitches well against all of them. You could very well see the Orioles making a move for him. You could see Tampa Bay as well. I think the Orioles make a ton of sense if, like, Dylan Cease isn't available. I'm going to put Orioles down here, but I I can see, like, a – the thing with Blake Snell is, like, he's an unrestricted free agent, and he's probably the best starter available outside of Lucas Giolito and Marcus Stroman, depending on how you feel about either one of the guys. So it's like, when if you think about those three things, it's like, I think the Dodgers, the... I was going to say, the Dodgers, they won't, they won't get him because it's in, in division, but I think the Dodgers could be a final landing spot for him. Yeah, they can sign him free agency. next year. Well, yeah. what I'm saying is, like, I think the Dodgers land one of... Gilito Stroman, and then the Orioles and Diamondbacks are going to be in that mix for that second, those guys, second too. Tier. I wouldn't say second tier, because, I mean, Blake Snell might be the best guy available. Dylan, If Dylan Cease becomes available, I mean, you automatically have the D-backs and, and Orioles probably in play for him. Hmm. Because Dylan Cease would be the best starter available at that point. Yeah. And because he's under club control for two years he's going to require a bigger trade package. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he goes anymore though. I shouldn't even say that. If Shohei becomes available, he's the best starter. He's yeah. the best starter and hitter available. Uh, all right. So where do you guys have Blake Snell leaning? I'm going to put Orioles on my, on my list just because I don't think Dylan Cease is going to go that is going to get traded. But I do think Dylan Cease makes perfect fucking sense. I agree. I think Orioles. Everyone owes. Yep. Irv. The second team would be the Yankees. Cease? No. Snell. Snell. Oh, I said uh, Brewers. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I don't think they'll trade prospects, so, but it's a good landing spot. Makes sense. All right. Uh, now, here's a long shot. Juan Soto. Well, we already know what team will trade for him. Who? I'm sorry, ass Yankees. 
Okay. Ben? Uh, if they're out of the Otani race, the Giants. Uh, oh, they won't trade him in division. Never mind. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. I have uh, I have the leaning spot. Mariners. Nope. The Toronto Blue Jays. They were in on him last year. But he said he didn't want to go to Canada, right? No, it was had nothing to do with that. They didn't want to give up the haul that San Diego gave up. Yeah, or if you mentioned that earlier, I don't, I don't think they can with the haul that they gave up. I don't think they're going to get anything close because he's a free agent. They're not. But you, that I don't, you're risking losing him. Yeah. You're risking losing him for nothing. You give up all those prospects for nothing. You might as well recoup something at this point. Um, Ben's thinking. Yeah. I mean, the like, like, let's be honest. The likelihood of trade of of Shohei getting traded, of Juan Soto getting traded, of Dylan Cease getting traded, it's it's a high, highly unlikely. Yeah, but the right decision probably would be for these teams to trade these guys. If we're being completely honest with ourselves, like these are teams that are out of it; they have no fucking chance. And these guys are unrestricted free agents, except for Dylan Cease, obviously two years left in his deal. But if the White Sox become sellers, it's like how fast can they build an actual contender, right? So mm-hmm. with that, with all that being said, Juan Soto definitely, I wouldn't be shocked if San Diego listens. But also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if San Diego talks themselves into being contenders until... October 2nd when the season ends and they fucking finish the season, you know, 15 games back out of the wild card. And then they're like, oh, wow, we should have fucking probably sold some shit. And then they're going to just fire Bob Melvin. That's going to be their answer. Oh, we're going to get a new manager. Yeah, great. Who are you going to bring in? We're going to bring in Oliver Marmol. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that. Check in quick. If Juan Soto gets traded, I think there's, I think you're you're really only talking the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the and the Blue Jays. What about the Phillies? They have the great pitching, and they need to add batting. Hold on, they have they have what pitching? They have one of the top pitching in baseball right now. I'm sorry, what? Fangraphs has them ranked second in pitching in baseball right now. Based on what? Overall. On what? ERA? Oh, sorry. No, I was looking. Yeah, hold on. Pitching, team stats, leaderboards. There's no fucking way they're the number two. 
Ben, Zach Wheeler and Austin Nola have been dog shit this year. Philadelphia. War. Yeah, war is that's, a war pitching war is uh pitching war is very nah. I do agree. Philadelphia got a good, good bullpen. They got a good bullpen. Ranger Swords is nice, two is a starter, but Zach Wheeler and Austin Ola, those dudes fucking they're honestly pretty trash this year in uh walks per nine's low, K per nine's high. Home runs per nine is kinda high. And I'm just I'm looking at the numbers. I'm just uh, I'm reading through why Fangraphs has them number two in pitching. That's insane to me, bro. They they have a high ERA. It's four point one. Minnesota is who they have it at number one at three point seven two. I mean Minnesota's starting rotation fucking. Phenomenal, and their back end of their relievers are hella good too. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of content to it, but uh, I mean, sure, like Juan Soto to the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, he would rake it soon as since bake makes sense. He's played in the division. He's played in that park plenty of times, so not opposed to it necessarily. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think if I'm if I'm Philly, I would be smart. If I'm Philly, I'm going out and getting a starter. Because that's what cost them in the fucking in the World Series last year was like mm-hmm. both their start both their best starting pitchers got fucking tired and they didn't have anyone to go. So we'll see what happens there. Um, all right, let's let's fly through. Let's get some other ones in here. Let's uh, I want to say Scherzer and Verlander. I don't think necessarily think the guys are going to get traded, but. If they do, where do you guys think they would go? Like, I don't think either of those guys are going to command a big trade package considering their age and their and their production this year. But honestly, Irv, Scherzer was one of the ones I was like, dude, if the Mets became sellers of Scherzer, I, I definitely think the Dodgers will be interested. A, mm-hmm. they know him. He's been there. He has a player option for next year. I'm not even sure that the Dodgers would want him to opt in next year, but... Yeah, they're not heard nobody else is paying them that kind of money, so the Dodgers ain't gonna trade for him. But I mean they know him, dude. He's been there, he's lived there, like well shit, trade his ass to Houston. That's where old ass pitchers go to pitch. Oh, that's where Verland is gonna go. He's gonna go to Houston, dude. Back to Houston. <laughs> Back to Houston he goes. I think I don't think either of those guys are getting traded. More so to the fact that I don't think anybody's going to be willing to like trade anything of value for those guys. I think the Mets are kind of just fucking stuck, dude. And uh, Cohen's he's going to learn the hard way, dude. Like he did this all wrong, you know. He yep. he signed two old guys, and now that's not working shit out. Ton of money, yeah. And that Lindor contract is looking more and more terrible every day. Yep, add that one to it. Uh, you know, baseball is one of those sports, dude. You just can't go out and pay for pay for guys, dude. The Yankees tried it for years, dude, and never worked. You know, you just can't build like that. Um, all right. Uh, another Matt, Mark Canna. I definitely think this guy's getting traded for sure. He has 100. Most of the teams, he's a veteran. Yeah, he's a he's a vet. He has 110 WRC plus against left-handed pitching in his career. So like he hits lefties pretty well. 
Reds here in point blank. I think Reds are a good team. I also think the Milwaukee Brewers are a solid team. He's also a utility player, so like he could play first base, outfield, DH. Like he could play mm-hmm. all over the field. He can also play third base too. He just hasn't played in a long time. But Reds need a veteran bat instead of calling up all these young men hoping they ball out. Bro, Irv, reading my Twitter. <laughs> give me, give me the Reds. I mean, don't, I don't disagree with either of those I, I think you can add the giants to the list i think you can add uh he's a bay area kid too yep uh, again it's it's you know, someone probably don't want to go back if he grew up there <laughs> he said he probably doesn't or he probably does no why not because when you leave the bay you don't go back Okay. If you have money, you do. <laughs> I guarantee you Mark Hanna will move back to the Bay in a second. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, in, in Zaidi, he comes from the A's organization. That's where he, like, got mm. his start. And the A's is where he, Mark Hanna got his start. So I, I could definitely see happen. the Giants. Like, the Giants love platoon-type players, and Mark Hanna is a platoon-type player. Like, he's not an mm. everyday player. He's a platoon guy. And I agree. I wish my Dodgers could get Kike back. You wish. Um, Just don't play him at shortstop. Play him at third base. And, and I agree with Marquina. Like I, I, I think uh, Milwaukee and, and Cincinnati could definitely be in on him as well. Mm-hmm. I think both those are good options. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go Sam Mole for the Oakland A's. So he's a left-handed reliever. He's in pre-arb until 2024. So he's making pennies on the dollar. Not having the most outstanding year, but he is a lefty specialist. Lefties are hitting 207, 273, 10 off him. So I definitely think when when we talk about relievers and not having to give up a lot, I definitely think this is a guy that can be had. So I definitely think he's a valuable piece to be had. What do we think about Sam Mull as a reliever? I'm going to go Boston here. They need relief since they have a whole yeah, shit ton of number say, threes. I was gonna say Boston or uh or the Blue Jays. I like the Blue Jays. Yeah. I was gonna say the Blue Jays. They got the Blue Jays have a bunch of mid ass relievers and they don't really have a lefty specialist. So Sam Mole just makes perfect fucking sense, dude. Like he's a guy that don't necessarily want him pitching like uh, you know, ton of high leverage innings, but if he's going up against lefty bats, it's a perfect situation. All right, Josh Hader. New York Yankees. Unrestricted free agent um, at the end of the year. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. I'm going Braves. You can see that. He's a UFA too, yeah. Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent. And, and the Rays, I think the Rays are going to be in on a starter. Like, obviously, I said Shohei's the best fit for them. Now, Shohei becomes available. You know, maybe the Rays are in, maybe they're not. Who knows? It would make sense for them. But if. Giolito, Stroman, uh, Bieber, Eduardo Rodriguez. Like, these are guys the Rays are going to be in on, right? 
And if they land like a, let's say they land one of these mid starters like a Eduardo Rodriguez or a Kyle Hendricks or a Lance Lynn or a Jordan Montgomery, then I definitely, definitely think they're going to be in on a Josh Hader. Because the Rays, dude, the Rays are, they were, they're arguably, arguably one of the best teams in baseball, dude. And, mm. like, you know, they lose Drew Rasmussen. They lose Jeffrey Springs for the year, dude. In a year that they could, like, contend for the World Series. Like, they're there, yep. dude. They're right there. Yep. If their ownership is smart, and I know that, I know it's tough as a, as a, as a mid-market team, dude. I know it's fucking tough to just be like, we have to mortgage our future to win the World Series this year. But you may never fucking get back there. Ever. Well, I think they have. I think they have the year period. I I don't That's know, it. Ben. I don't know because you got guys like Randy Randy Rosarina. They're coming up for free agency. You got guys like fucking Wander Franco. They're going to get paid soon. You got guys like uh uh Harold Ramirez. They're going to get paid soon. Like a lot of their team is up for. It's up out of arbitration coming mm-hmm. in the next year or two. Yeah. Uh, let's see. If there was ever a year for a team to be like the Rays this year, Ben, they remind me so much of the Marlins in 96 or 97 or whatever year that fucking was in 2003 when they won the World Series. Like, yeah, that's what the this Marlins team reminds me of. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, not the Marlins. This, that's what this Rays team reminds me of. Like, this is a team that, like, they are literally on the verge of winning the World Series. They are on the cusp of it. And they might not. This might be their only fucking chance, dude. And they got to take fucking full advantage, which is why I think if Shohei Otani becomes available, they go out and get him and they win a fucking World Series, dude. And you you galvanize your fan base, right? You might not be yeah. able to re-sign Shohei, but at least you win a fucking title, dude. Yeah. You win a World Series. And that means so much. In the terms of a fucking organization, right? Especially with how hot that division is. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, like, I definitely think that... I I think that Rays are going to be the most aggressive buyers at the deadline. And if they're not, they're doing everything wrong. Yep. Well, and they have the... They have the prospects to do it. They do. And, and, and so much so that they won't mortgage their future for it. They will, but that's okay. I don't think it's not nah, because I, I think, I think it's deep enough that. Well, that's, that's one thing the Rays always do, dude. They, they find guys that just, they, they find guys, dude, you know, so they could probably give in their resources and stuff. They could probably replenish pretty quickly, but you know what? I would go out and mortgage my future to win this year because there's no guarantee Guarantee they're getting back. Zero. Mm. You know, and it sucks. They lost Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs for the year because had they have, had they have those two guys, who knows how good this team would be right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diamond Talk podcast can be sick listening to this. <laughs> so if I'm if I'm the Rays dude, and like obviously I'm not as smart as their GM, or else I would be in his position, or you know maybe the Rays should come 
holler at me and pay me, dude. Maybe we could work something out. But I would definitely be making moves, dude. Josh Hader, give me one of Giolito Strowman. Uh, and again, if Shohei becomes available, dude, I would trade Shane Baz. I would trade Taj Gibson. I would trade fucking my nine top prospects for Shohei. Because that immediately makes me a world that immediately makes me the favorite to win the World Series this year. If I have Shohei, Shane McClanahan as my two fucking starters, yeah. Best of luck, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like World Series don't come around every year, dude. You have no guarantee. And I, I, I think honestly. You know, Irv's a Dodgers fan, and I, th- I think the Dodgers have miscalculated a lot of times on on midseason acquisitions to make World Series because they've been very hesitant on trading prospects, and it's probably cost them a couple World Series, if that. You know? Yeah. And But but the Dodgers, are, they're, they're content on winning the NLS titles. Like, it gets their fans hyped, and, you know, hey, we're, we're in a... We, Ten time in us champs, dude. We're we're good. Nah, you're pushing it too far now. <laughs> no, nah, I mean that's that's how the Dodgers are, dude. Because it's like Giants have won, Giants have won three titles, say- but it's like yeah, well, yeah, you guys won three titles, but you ain't relevant every year. Ten time in us champs, bro. We 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 in the playoffs every year. We good. I rarely see Dodgers fans bragging about winning the NOS, but. We've miscalculated some trades, but I don't. But, teams, but Irv, I don't think I don't think some it's a, trade packages were just 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 too damn high. So I don't think it's a bad thing either. Like I think being relevant is a key to success for an organization. Like I definitely think that's true. There's between the Dodgers and the Rays is it's easier for the Dodgers to remain relevant to sustain relevancy because they have yeah, they, they have such a large payroll spends money. Yeah. They just spend money. They just choose not to. The Rays don't have half the fucking money. I know. I'm just saying, but they can spend more money. They just choose to keep their payroll at a certain amount because their owners are fucking cheapskate. The Padres was that way forever. They sold it to a well, man that's willing to spend. No, that's that's not that's not the truth. The truth is, the Padres sold. They paid off their stadium. They they completely own their stadium. Their stadium is owned by them. They paid off. They have no debt now. So now they have no, they don't have to pay any mortgage on their stadium. It's paid off. So now they can spend hella money. And I'm not one to sit here and like justify owners not spending money. They're all billionaires. But I mean, the Tampa Bay market is substantially smaller than the Los Angeles market. We can all agree on that. Well, that's why they should have got their ass to Vegas before the A's did it. Uh, John, tell me about arbitration rules again. So you have pre-arb for three years, and then you have arb for three years. So, uh-huh. so pre-arb, you you basically you get a twenty percent get a twenty percent increase every single year in arbitration. Okay. So once you get once you get up to the major leagues, right, your yeah. arbitration kicks in. So your pre-arb. You're making seventy five thousand your first year. You get a twenty percent increase on that. Next year, twenty percent increase. Following year, twenty okay. percent increase. Then you hit arbitration. That's when you and the club negotiate on a contract, but you're still under club control for three years. So 
you and your agent come to the team and say, this is what we want to get paid. The team says, no, you're worth this. So the team can either, A, negotiate a long-term deal, which is what the Atlanta Braves do pretty often. We've seen it with Mm -hmm. Michael Harris. We've seen it with um, Austin Riley. A lot of their players, dude, they get, they get long-term deals before they hit arbitration. So for the club, it's beneficial because, for example, Juan Soto goes into arbitration and he wins an MVP. So once he wins an MVP, he goes to arbitration court. You know, the Washington Nationals say, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you $15 million. He goes to, yeah. He goes to arbitration court. He says, well, you know, this guy... Who won an MVP, which I've won, is making twenty five million. So yeah. the arbitration court says, "Okay, Juan Soto should make twenty two and a half million, right?" Mm-hmm. So it becomes this a it becomes a a tug of war per se, but at the same time, it also becomes your club that has you under club control, talking shit about you and saying why you're not worth what you think they're worth. Yeah, which could yeah. be mentally taxing as well. Uh, Aaron Judge, for example, Aaron Judge goes to arbitration last year. Yeah. New York Yankees are like, "Yo, we want to pay you twenty one million." Arbitration courts like, "Yeah, this is before he won the won the won the uh, MVP, yeah. right?" So basically, you have six years of club control once you hit the major leagues. Once you hit mm-hmm. once once your major league clock starts, you have six years of club control. So three years pre-arb, which is 20% increase every year, and then arbitration. Yeah. Okay. I'm just looking at uh, at, at Tampa Bay's arbitration levels of where they are. So. Well, they got a lot that's, of guys. So Randy Rosarina, I'm pretty sure this yeah, is... Yeah, he's in our uh, first three. year's arbitration this year. He's arb two next year. Yeah. So he's still and in he's pre-arb. Three, four. You've got... Guaranteed salary. Wander's already signed his deal. Yo, they they locked up Wander Franco. Yeah, they were smart uh, about that. Glass now they've got it for another year. What about Eflin. McClanahan? McClanahan is. Uh, he has two more years of arb, I think. Pre arb in twenty four. Yeah, dude, they got see, and then they've got arb one, two, and three through twenty seven. Such a such a well run organization. Dog. Shane Baz, same thing. Pre arb. He's hurt this year though, so he still is pre arb next year as well. Yeah, he's he he has pre arb through twenty four, and then arb one, two, and three through twenty seven. No, but he, his pre arb isn't. He he still has another year of pre arb because he didn't he didn't he hasn't pitched this year. Okay, okay, so that'll add on. Yeah. Okay, you got Taj Bradley pre arb. You've got. Uh, Paredes and Priard Rasmussen is going to be Arb one next year, and he's not going to get anything because he, I mean, he's going to yeah. get the lowest of low. Because this is going to be his second Tommy John surgery as well. Jose Siri, Priard next year. Just such a well-run organization, bro. Yeah. So I think they, I think they do have a year, uh, two to three years that they're going to be contenders for. Yeah, they could be, but but you have to consider as well, right? If they don't pay some of these, and, and once these guys get into arbitration, right? Like Randy Randy Rosarina, he gets into arbitration, is going to get eighteen plus million a year. Uh, you know, a lot of these Shane McClanahan, 
let's say Shane McClanahan wins a Cy Young in the next two years. He gets into he gets into ARB. He's going to be making twenty five yeah. mil plus a year, okay. right? Because arbitration it levels out your basically yep. your uh, accolades and uh, stats to people comparison to you, and that's how you get paid. Right, so if if you're MVP quality, you're getting arbitration for twenty plus million a year, yeah. right? And the Rays got a couple of those guys. Randy Rosarina could be one of those guys this year. Like he he might finish top five in MVP voting this year, right? Yeah. He hits arbitration. It's like, yeah, this guy's an eighteen million dollars. It's player. not going to be four point one million like he made this year. Yeah, it's going to be a hefty no. contract, right? So, no, that's a, that's the thing with Tampa Bay. So it's like, obviously their their salary is going to get taking up a notch at some point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do they take the chance to win now? Because maybe they can't afford it next. Like, even if they win the World Series this year, right, and they go into next year and, like, they don't have the attendance, they don't have the fucking money, they're not getting the revenue, then it's like, okay, we got to sell. Because at the end of the day, this is all a business, right? And that's what I think a lot of people forget. It's all a business. Yeah. Herb's out here falling asleep. I don't give a shit about Tampa Bay. Well, I think Tampa Bay is the best example of like. No, absolutely. Of like, yo, let's let's win right now. Yeah. And maybe not even let's win right now. Let's win for the next two years. Let's put it together. Because remember, they had Blake Snell. Blake Snell won a Cy Young, and they traded him. They traded him the year he won a Cy Young, dude. They were like, "Peace." Well, what is it? The year after? No, he won the Cy Young, and they traded him. Or was it the year after? Where they signed him to that new deal, then they traded him. Yeah, they signed him to the new deal after he won the Cy Young, right? Yeah, so I think it was a year after he won the Cy Young, and, and then traded they him. traded him. But signing a guy, signing a guy to a deal honestly makes it. More attractive for a trade partner because then the trade partner knows, like, hey, I get, I got this guy for this many years. Yeah. Rather than I only have this guy for one year, which is why I think like trading Shohei, like in the hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? But maybe the Angels should trade Shohei last year because they probably could have gotten a like. I mean, what does Soto get? Soto got like fucking six top ten prospects yeah. from the Padres. They got that fucking guy that's like six six and fucking hits like four hundred and fifty five yards. Yeah. yeah, James Woods. I mean, dude, what what did, what was Shohei got? Yeah, everything. The whole farm. They might have got the whole. Yeah, they might have got the whole farm system. <laughs> the whole farm team, system. Dude. Yeah. So it's like that. You look at that and like, yeah, like for the Angels, business wise, selling tickets, it doesn't make any sense trading him because he fills seats. But in the long haul, like, dude. The Nationals are going to make out so much, so much better trading trading Soto last year, right? If they waited, yeah. if they waited trade Soto this year, what do they get? Who knows what they get? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they probably don't get James Woods and what else did they get? Ben, they got uh, Mackenzie Gore, Gore. yep, CJ Abrams, bro. They got like all the Padres' top prospects. Yep. So it's Another like young guy too, yeah. Now you're the Angels. You you, you wasted that year. And now you you hang on to him this yep. year, or do you trade him for something, dude? 
And yeah, who knows what? for something because he's not coming back. Who knows what someone's – I guarantee you a team like the Rays will be like – because they have no chance at signing Shohei in free agency. Zero mm. chance. 0.00000%. So maybe the Rays are like, yo, we'll give you Shane Baz. We'll give you Taj Gibson. We'll give you our fucking six top prospects for fucking Shohei for a year. You know what that does for the Rays? Bro, I guarantee you Tropicana sold out every fucking night for the rest of the year, dude. Yep. Uh, 100% agree. And they're the front runner to win the World Series. 100% agree. Hopefully you get that bet in before it happens. I don't, it's going to go from well, 10 to 1 to... I don't think Shoei's getting traded, Ben. I really don't. The Angels are, gonna, are fucking dumb if they don't. Yeah, they are, and that's what they are. They're dumb. Yeah. You yep. know? I don't. I I genuinely don't think Shohei is going to get traded. I think management is going to go. Yeah, management management wants to trade him, but a trade like that has to get the okay from the owner, mm-hmm. and they have one of the worst owner in all the four professional sports. And I don't think he he's going to see that extra two three months of revenue and he's going to keep him. Yep, agree with Irv, dude. I think. Artie Moreno is going to go to Shohei and he's going to say, hey, you know, we're going to contend this year and we're going to get into the playoffs. And so the Angels are probably going to be buyers at the deadline, right? They're going to go out and fucking mortgage their future and they're going to not make the playoffs. And Shohei's going to walk next year and the Angels are going to be dog shit for the next fucking 10 years, dude. And Artie Moreno, who was going to sell the Angels before this year, he decided to hang on to them. Uh, he's not going to sell them for as much as he would have if he sold them yeah. last year. I mean, he's 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 a stupid businessman, and yeah, I think he would have got like four or five billion last year. Yeah, and it's it's easy for me to say, dude. I'm I'm just a nobody sitting here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Like, I'm no millionaire, or whatever. But I'm telling you, Artie Moreno is a fucking idiot because yeah. he's he's going to lose so much fucking money, dude. It's mm-hmm. insane. Shohei's been adamant, dude. We know that there's two things we know about Shohei. One, he wants to play for a winner. Two, he wants to play on the West Coast. That's two things we know for sure. The only two things we know for sure are those two things. Well, the Angels aren't a winner. They haven't been since they signed him in 2018. They've had Shohei and Mike Trout. And they have zero playoff appearances to show. So I don't you, think they number five hundred since they had both of them. They probably they probably have not. And they if you go not. to Shoei and tell him we're going to build a contender, why is he going to believe you, dude? Yeah. You've probably told him that for the last five years, dude. Right. And then on top of that, he wants to play on the West Coast, so it eliminates what teams are probably going to trade you on the East Coast, right? Because they mm. they probably know. We have a very unlikelihood of of resigning him, right? Now the Yankees might be, um, you know, the Yankees might be naive that enough way. to believe yeah. like, hey, our brand will attract yeah. Shohei. Maybe we'll trade for Shohei, right? Which is why we're hearing um, Buster only say like, oh, the Yankees could be in contention to trade for him. Sure. 
Well, they, he said that they're the most motivated. Of course, they're the most motivated. Their home run hitter is is and injured, the, and they're the biggest market. Be they're the biggest yeah. market. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, it doesn't doesn't surprise me that they're motivated too. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean Brian Cashman's been unmotivated to trade his top prospects for other guys. Yeah. Why would he do it now? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and on top of that, like, why would the Angels like they've seen Volpe? play for the last fucking three months why why would anyone be like yeah we, we want that guy dude yeah like dude that guy's look like ass dude he's hit like 170 like, dominguez was on the the trade block for him yeah sure but who knows what he's gonna yeah. do yeah like yeah who, dominguez hasn't done shit so dominguez yeah. has been down in the minors for four years now and hasn't done shit so. and, and volpe was like on the no trade block for the yankees for so many years and now he comes up and he looks like a He's mm-hmm. mid, dude. Like, obviously, yeah, he's young, but it's like, yeah. bro, when 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 Gunner got called up last year, he fucking raked. When Adley got call, called up last year, he raked. You know, the Orioles' whole season changed. Like, bro, there's good prospects and there's not good prospects, and Volpe's on that. Like, eh, yeah. who yeah. knows what the fuck he is, dude? Yeah. It's a lot different. So he's the best shortstop since Cheater. Yeah. My ass. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The best shortstop in pinstripes since Jeter. No. I had Jeter's ass too, but. <laughs> it's a discussion for another day. Oh, uh, yeah. We've, we've had that discussion before. Irv agrees with me, though. That's fine. It's two against what one here. Volpe has made his fuck? No, nah, Jeter has made his fuck. Oh, yeah, this most overrated athlete ever. <laughs> See, I told you, man. Hands down. It's not you even close. You guys are funny. No, it's the truth. You guys are funny. Bro, he was a regular Joe Schmo. If he played on any team except the Yankees, he wouldn't even remember his damn name. <laughs> it's facts. Bro, Nomar Garcia Parra was better than him, and nobody remembers Nomar. He did all his hype, and he was like the fourth or fifth best shortstop in his era. Dude, he never was the best shortstop in his entire era. Never better than Nomar. Never better than Alex Rodriguez while he was a shortstop. And that's just three off the top of my head. I can keep going. Well, he he, he certainly was never better than Nomar, and nobody remembers who Nomar is unless you are RA. Unless you're, you're from Boston, yeah. So if you put Derek Jeter on any other team, nobody remembers him. He'd be Wade. He'd be Wade Boggs. And and the only re- Boston was going to trade for Alex. everybody knows who Wade Boggs is. Come on, <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> everybody knows who Wade. You got to love baseball to know who uh, Wade Boggs is. Or you got to be our. He wouldn't even be Wade Boggs. He'd be Omar Vizquel. Hey, Wade Boggs <laughs> was a was a great fucking player. Wade Boggs, Tampa Bay Rays legend, by the way. I know. I'm just saying. Ray, yeah, Wade Boggs is a, is a better player than Derek Jeter to be, but. Yeah, the dude is just overrated as shit because he played for the Yankees. It's facts. Simple. Yeah. It's absolute facts, man. Yeah. I agree. Man, it's been, this has been fun, dude. We, we're like Look an hour, hour and fifty. We're at like two hours now, but I love Look it, dude. This is good. This is good shit compared to like Ken Griffey's and all that. So you telling me Derek Jeter is the same on the same caliber of player as uh, <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr.? It's more about Derek. And there was. Hold on, hold on, Ben. That's so a, me, hey, that's a great question, Irv. Yeah, so you tell me Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer and Barry Bonds isn't? Well, no. That, I mean, that's that's a whole different story. Barry Bonds, you got to keep out of that. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. 
it's the old fucking Joe Schmo group that group all right, that all right, so, doesn't see. All right, ben. like someone who was wasn't even convicted or wasn't even test positive for steroids, keeping him out. Or so. me, me and Ben got in a huge debate one time about Derek Jeter. I said Derek Jeter was in the top ten shortstop of all time. If you look at all time, hell no, you're not a top. It depends what you're looking for, though. It depends what you're looking for. Off the top of my head. Off the top of my head. It depends what you're looking for, though, because the the big thing about Jeter was. Is he better than Wagner? No. No. Okay, but. Is he better than. Agreed. Everything. No. No. Agreed. Better than. Cal Ripken Jr.? No. Hell no. Is he better than Cal Sorry, who is the last one? Cal Ripken Jr. Cal Ripken okay. Jr., no. Cal Ripken Jr.? No, I, I didn't hear Ozzy. Ozzy, no. Yeah. Cal Ripken spent most of his career at shortstop. He's yeah. not better than him. He's not better than Alex Rodriguez. No. Nope. He got to consider a shortstop because that's where he spent the majority of his career. Yeah. Well, that's what, six, five or six already named? That's six, I think. Six? Okay. Let me keep going. <laughs> he's, he's not better than Miguel Tejada. Mm, uh, I don't know about that. If Miguel, if you take Miguel Tejada's like best four years, yeah, but yeah, but it, yeah, his career lasted longer. So Derek Jeter had a longer career, yeah, yeah. But let's see, because you could you could say the same thing about Omar Vizquel. Like Omar Omar Vizquel might be a better shortstop, like long term. But Derek Jeter probably has like a better like ten years than Omar because Omar Vizquel played for like. Fucking thirty years, you know twenty six. I mean? He was on. He was on. He was on league for a long ass time. Yeah, but Derek Jeter probably had like a better, like short, shorter term than Omar's Omar's skill as well. That's why baseball is like a hard. It's a hard thing to gauge because of all this, right? But yeah, Derek Jeter overrated as fuck. He's probably the most overrated player in the history of Major League Baseball, to be honest. Yeah, is he better than Barry Larkin? Better than Alan Trammell? Uh, definitely not better than Barry Larkin. Uh, also, uh, the dude from the the Brewers, um, oh, last name starts with a Y. Um, I no, man. Yow. 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 Robin Yount? Yeah, Robin Yount. Great fucking player. Royce Clayton. Giants legend. Rockies legend. Ernie Banks. Derek Jeter ain't better than Ernie Banks. No, he's definitely not better than Ernie Banks. He's definitely better than Royce Clayton, but Royce Clayton was like my favorite player growing up, so... Shout out to Royce Clayton. There's 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 so many different aspects that you can look at in baseball. Yes, yeah, so yeah, so many different aspects to make him not a top ten shortstop. But what makes Ben, what <laughs> makes thing, what makes Derek Jeter best, so great? The only thing the best Derek Jeter had was his dating tree. That's that was that's number one. That's elite. That is elite. What makes Derek and Jeter that, so great, dude? He's your he's your regular one of the mill player that won four championships with the Yankees. Bro, bro, bro played on a team where his starting pitchers were Roger Clemens, Mike Mussina, and fucking David Cohn, uh, David Cohn and also Andy uh, Pettit. Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit. Yeah. Like, bro, he had like, Mariano Rivera as a closer. As a closer, yeah. Bro. Fuck all that most, shit. He's the most overhyped, overrated, overrated ever. The captain. Bro, if it, oh, captain if there captain. was, if there was replay, also, by the way, 2002. <laughs> Jordan's so bitter about this. 
Yeah, because, <laughs> hey, we all know as baseball fans, dude, there's replay. Jeremy Giambi no. safe, and the legend of Derek Jeter doesn't exist, dude. We know. We already know, dude. We know. We're and we're okay with it. We've we've uh we've sucked him to the truth, dude. Even Derek Cheater himself said on Fox Sports TV that Jeremy Giambi was safe. So, you know, cost my A's a World Series because they definitely would have won the World Series that year because they would have beat the fucking dog shit Angels, the rally fucking monkey. And they would have gone on to win the fucking World Series, dude. They would have beat the dog shit out of the Giants that year. That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. Barry Zito, Tim Hudson, Mark Mulder, Jason Isringhausen as a closer. Oh, man, that Giants team sucked. The fact they took the Angels to six games was phenomenal. Because they they had one player, dude. That's it. They had no pitching. Kirk Reeder was it like their second best starting pitcher? Dude? Derek Jeter's Hall of Fame percentage is ninety nine point seven four. Guess what Kid Griffey's is? Ninety nine point nine. Ninety nine point three two. That's another. That's well, because people thought he was. Some people thought he was on steroids too. Bro, no. Let me just say this, dude. Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame, so the yeah, whole, oh, baseball absolutely. Hall of Fame doesn't mean shit never to me. The reason why he wasn't one hundred percent is because those punk ass Yankee writers, because he said all, all those years that he could yeah, never Yankees, go to Yankees. Yeah. It was a racist ass organization. I'd retire before I'd go. To yeah, the they didn't vote him. They didn't. They didn't vote him first ballot. Yeah, man, that's why I love Ken Griffey and fuck the Yankees. And also, fuck all the baseball writers that don't have Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, dog. That's it's it. That's why we can't take the Baseball Hall of Fame serious, dude. Like, yeah, this is this Hall of Fame is the biggest joke of any Hall of Fame there is ever, dude. Ever. Tony Gwynn percentage was ninety seven point six one. Wow. And you mean to tell me Derek Jeter has the second highest percentage of all time? And Tony Gwynn only got struck out three times. By combined, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, Pedro Martinez, Tom Glavin. And Tom Glavin. <laughs> Ricky Henderson's percentage is only 94.8. All-time stolen base leader. Uh, best leadoff hitter of all time. There's a candle to Ricky Henderson. It's true. It's facts, dude. Different times. <laughs> nah, Ricky Henderson's a, don't even... Don't even sit here and tell me you think you think Jared no, Derek just, is a better. Uh, but you can't, but you can't compare them percentage wise because of the different times because of who was in Ted Williams who was in the media at the time. Yeah, well, Ben, the only difference is, is that like baseball writers at the time didn't like black people. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can't you Ray can't Jackson take someone of the of the, the times that were you know. Ben, you can't look at the I same mean, uh, writers. Irv, what's the what's the what's the voting percentage of uh, of of Ozzy uh, Smith? First ballot, Hall of Fame, ninety one percent, ninety one fucking percent. That's I, I don't disagree with you. The, all I'm saying the is Hall of Fame, different what's, times. What's the voting percentage of uh, is going to vote differently? What's so the voting percentage of Robert Roberto Clemente, who's not, who's not black yeah. by the way? He's he's uh 
He's 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 barely over ninety one. Is ninety two point one two. And we and we know we know voters love Latinos over because you sent us that video. Me no black. Sandy Koufax is only eighty six percent. Man, the whole the whole baseball Hall of Fame is fucking. Trash, well, Sandy Koufax right? didn't he didn't pitch a long time though. He didn't pitch a, a terribly long time. Tom Seaver, Tom Seaver's percentage is ninety eight. Yeah, Pedro Tom, Martinez is ninety one. Yeah, Tom Seaver was really good for a very long time though. Irv. He was, but Tom Seaver is one of the best pitchers in the history of the game. Randy Johnson. I was about to ask you what, what Tom Sievert's asked you after you said Sandy Koufax. I was about to say what was Tom Sievert's because he better be up there because he's probably it. He's arguably one of the greatest pitchers of all time. He's number four, and right behind him is one of the most overrated pitchers ever, Nolan Ryan. Yes, that's true. Very overrated. Pitched for a very long time. Very long time. Um, which is good, many, which is cool. Pitch for like yeah, 24, believe, never yeah, want to Randy sigh young. Johnson. I still can't believe that Tony Gwynn, Randy Johnson, Greg Maddox, Mike Smith, Babe Ruth is not even a unanimous Hall of Famer. Yeah, they there never was a unanimous Hall of Famer until fucking uh, Mariano R- Rivera, right? He was the first one. Yeah, he's the only one. He got 425 out of 425 votes. Mr. Overrated himself got 396 out of 397. And Ken Griffey got 437 out of 440. Dude, just so fucking rigged, dude. Because unless Barry Bonds is in the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame means absolutely dip. To me, dude. Yeah, the baseball Hall of Fame has no validation. When your greatest player, arguably that ever lived, is not in your Hall of Fame. But you know what, Irv? You know, you know what's crazy is you know when Shohei retires, because Shohei is the best baseball player of all time as of this point. Because yeah. he's done it at a high level, both pitching and hitting. Right? He's gonna retire. He's gonna get voted in, and everyone's gonna everybody's gonna forget about the fucking Barry Bonds thing. That's true too. And that's that's a sad thing though. That's why we, as people on uh, we have we've content. We're on a platform. We need to we need to push this shit, dude. Like Barry Bonds is the best player to ever play the game before Shohei Otani. And maybe Shohei's like a you know maybe he has a great five year run. Maybe he's never the same after this. Yeah, I was gonna say, what if he gets hurt? Yeah, what if he gets hurt? What if what if Ben? What if he? Uh, what if next year he signs a six hundred million dollar deal, and he's a fucking six ERA pitcher? Yeah, because I mean this year he's his pitching numbers are down this year, right? What if they continue to slide? And he, I mean he's the king of the solo home run this year. I think he has he has what thirty six home runs. Irv, how many solo home runs does he have? Probably twenty eight. I was gonna say twenty seven or twenty eight. Do you have the number? Let me look it up. That's what he was doing when I said it. Because that would that would make sense. 
the fact that Barry Bonds is not a Hall of Famer is yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. This is gonna be our longest podcast ever, by the way. <laughs> Might be our best too. By the way, this is this is great content, man. <clears throat> like most people that are on uh, national radio and shit, they would love for this type of shit to be able to just like talk like this. I fucking love baseball, dude. I love basketball. I love baseball. I love football. I love golf. But I love basketball and baseball more than anything. And I could talk baseball all fucking night, dude. Like, so he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty solo home runs this year. So more than half of his home runs are solo home runs. Yeah. And we gave we gave Judge a lot of shit last year for the solo, for those solo home runs, dude. And I mean, you still you, you still gotta hit the ball out of the park, dude. Wait, my bad. Correction: nineteen solo home runs. Nineteen out shit, of what? Judge probably out of those sixty-two. Judge probably had forty solo home runs. Yeah, he had a lot, dude. He had a lot because he only he had sixty-two home runs. He only had like hundred and like fifteen RBIs or something, dude. <laughs> I mean, we get, like, you still got to hit the ball out of the park, but, like, at the same time, you know, I watched Barry Bonds get walked with the bases loaded. Yep. One one run is better than four. Yeah. Yep. Now, I wonder if we'll ever see that again. Probably never. Especially the amount of times that it happened to Barry. Yeah. Bonds, he's the GOAT, dude. Best hitter I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, dude. Yeah. And as good as Shohei is, he hold he d- can't hold a candle to Barry Bonds hitting. Now, he can pitch better than Bonds, so I'll give him that. Yep. But he cannot hit better than Barry Bonds. Or field better than Barry Bonds. Yeah, he, he I was going to say we're better outfielder. Yeah. And they, they both might be equal... Base runners and Barry Bonds in the prime of his career was way better base runner in my opinion. Barry Bonds, greatest player of all time. I'm glad we all agree on that. Even Irv, a Dodgers fan, agrees on that. He always respected Barry Bonds. Always loved his game. Only mistake he ever made was playing for the Giants. But, which I understand... His goddad played for him. His dad played for him. So, got to give it to him. And he turned down wearing number 24. Willie May said he could wear it. He said, no, I couldn't do it, goddad. I'm just going to wear 25. Now 25 is retired. Yeah. 25 should be retired across all of baseball. Shout out to Barry Bonds. All right, we've been been out here for two hours, so we got to get the fuck out of here. Um, All right. Let's go, y'all. Let's get some best bets, fellas. What do we got for tomorrow? Uh, I'll do. I got two Marlins money line and give me uh, the over for the Yankees and the Angels. Why? You got, Griffin, you got Griffin Cannon on the mound. Get a number of cannonballs, and you got your boy Severino on the mound. Has the seven point three ERA. Oh, what, what was your What was your other best bet? It was, Marlins uh, money line. Okay, Miami money line. 
against uh, the Cardinals, right? Yeah. What is it? Plus what? Plus, I think like 125, 130. Uh, it's like plus 105. 110, maybe. Oh, yeah, plus 100. And then over what? For the Angels and the uh, Yankees. Over, what's the number, though? Uh, I think it's nine. Over nine. Let me make sure. Nine. All right. Ben? Uh, I'm going to go San Francisco Giants over the Reds. I'm going to go run line here at minus one and a half because money line value is not good. Um, we've got Logan Webb on the hill, and then you got uh, Brandon Williamson is a left-handed pitcher, but Giants have um, are actually hitting lefties better than they are righties right now um, for, through the season. So I'm going to go Giants over the struggling reds minus one and a half what is it plus what uh i don't have uh i don't have the run line value here i'll i'll tell you in just a second minus plus one two. after you make yours well fellas y'all already know where i'm going i'm going with uh the best team in the american league the baltimore orioles minus 105 against the dog shit dodgers i I ain't going to say that. I like the Dodgers. However, there's two key things which I think benefit the Orioles in this game. Number one, Evan Phillips, not, not available. Number two, Bruce Dargadaville, not available. Number three, a rookie pitching who hasn't pitched more than six innings all season. Going against Grayson Rodriguez, who has lit up AAA pitching since he's been set down there. I love the Orioles, minus 105. I guarantee this closes Orioles, minus 120, minus 125. So get it now. The Orioles are the play. The Dodgers are not as good of a team as the Orioles. The Orioles are a much better team. They have the better offense. They don't have Mookie. They don't have Freddie. But they do have Gunnar Henderson. They do have Adley Rutschman. They do have Anthony Santander. They do have Gunnar Henderson. They do have uh, Westberg. I mean, this lineup just top to bottom is so much better than the Dodgers. Dodgers are so trash, dog. They're, they're just lucky they play in a fucking dog shit division. I'm just trying to make Irv mad right now. <laughs> he needs yeah. a budget. He's not even listening. Because <laughs> he, oh, yeah, um, he's that's a, he's like, a, <laughs> his, telling me his the, second favorite the, team is the Orioles too, dude. He we are Bucks, that's like him telling me the Bucks have a better history than the Lakers. Nah, we're we're Orioles honorary. Not my favorite team. We're they're honorary. We're honorary Orioles fans. So Irv's they're trying my so favorite up. AL team because I like what they're building and I like all their young talent and Alley is a beast. And but he he if it won. comes down to my Dodgers and the Orioles, just fuck the Orioles, just fuck everybody in OB. And twice on Sunday. Well, the Dodgers are losing tomorrow. That's fine. And if they lose, and if they win, you gonna come on here on two on uh on Tuesday saying I'm dodging the Orioles. I'll never say I'm dodging the Orioles. Are I? I will say like this could this could be a situation where like we had the Guardians oh, on Saturday man. and the Guardians out hit the the Rangers fucking five to three they outplayed them and they fucking managed to lose two nothing because they couldn't fucking get a hit with the runners in scoring position. I mean shit happens in baseball, you know what I mean? That's that's baseball. Don't make you the better team or not, but the Orioles are definitely a better team than the Dodgers in my opinion. Dodgers, 
Dodgers might have the two best players in the series for sure, in Mookie and Freddie, but you you talk about the next like seven best players, they're all on the Orioles. And the Orioles definitely have the better bullpen. They got you know best closer in baseball in Fleece Bautista. Yeah, the best setup man in uh, Cano. Yeah, best closer in baseball and the all-star loser. Yeah, you know, it's an all-star game, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jordan, so money line minus 145, run line plus 110. For uh, for Giants. Giants? Damn, I got that right. I literally, I literally wrote down plus 110 before you even said anything. There we go. Where's my get back on track? Yeah, that's why I'm not against not against Logan Webb. That's why I wouldn't want to take the Giants in this spot. Personally. I just think dude the Reds coming off fucking five of their last six L's. They might fucking shell Logan Webb Logan Webb tomorrow. They have the ability to. I will not say that. Logan Webb. I don't know, Benjamin. Best of luck to your bet though. Minus one and a half plus one ten. Let's go. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, sorry it was such a long show, but uh, I thought we got a lot of good content in there. Got a lot of good uh, trade concepts. Uh, just a lot of good baseball talk, man. I could talk baseball all fucking day, dude. So being on here for two hours and ten minutes is nothing to me. I could I could have done this for another two hours, dude, and not even have been phased by it, so... Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Tapping with us on Tuesday. We'll be uh, doing our MLB preview and pick show for the Wednesday slate. We'll be back on with Irv and Ben. Follow us on Twitter at Swerving Every TSP, at Jordan Rules TSP, at Taproom underscore sports. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube at Taproom Sports Podcast, twitch.tv slash Taproom Sports. We love y'all. Thank you for uh, supporting us. Appreciate y'all a lot. Mountain West preview show on Wednesday as well with AK. Y'all have a blessed Monday. We'll see y'all on Tuesday. We out. Peace.